0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the VoiceCast. We're taking your favorite animated character, figuring out who played them the best, the worst, and the weirdness, and allow you to vote on them yourself. I'm your host Justin, and with me is Will.
1: Calabunga, dudes.
0: We are entering the last week of our Turtles Month, covering the last of the Ninja Turtles, Donatello.
1: <laughs> My favorite turtle. Always has been. Though, Raph is a, for me, Raph is a very close second. I might agree with you on that completely. I mean, it has been proven that Donnie has the best weapon. Like, the best weapon of the Turtles.
0: Yeah, like, especially, like, when he, like, customizes it and shit with his own, own stuff. Like, I, the 2012 version, like, like he just, like, pulls out a knife out of it. Like a dispatchable knife, like, spring-loaded. And I think that's pretty cool. Kind of an evolution of the stick. Then you look at Rise, and just it just fucking decked out into a whole different thing.
1: I still find it funny that on 4Kids, they had two cartoons where two of the main characters had customizable staves. One Piece and TMNT with Nami. What are you talking about? Didn't Nami get, like, the three-fluted pole? Or boat? Oh, you were talking
0: about One Piece. I completely blanked out. Oh, this is gonna be great. Yeah, yeah you're great right. Great
1: start, asshole. Yeah. Eh. Speaking of starts... We'll be starting with the 1987, which is split between Greg Berg and Barry Gordon. This microwave transmitter should penetrate all the way to the technodrome. When Krang picks up the signal,
0: he'll think he's watching a real news broadcast. Don't say Greg Berg first. It
1: it makes it sound like that he's actually good at what he's doing. Yeah, I had to get people's hopes up. We'll we'll get to him though. Um,
0: first though. Barry Gordon, um, the definitive voice of Donatello throughout the 1987 version. And honestly, I think he nails
1: it. He's really good. He's not too nasally. He's got that good amount of geekiness to his voice. And honestly, when he says smart stuff, he sounds actually smart. He hits that perfect balance of just like sounding smart and not being too
0: annoying. You can hear in the beginning of the series, though, that like he's trying to... There's not a lot of personality to the voice. It sounds a lot like Leonardo, which honestly I noticed in a lot of renditions with Donatello that that it's just, it takes a lot to really get out the nerdiness without making it sound too annoying,
1: which Barry Gordon does really well. He doesn't sound like the point dexter fixing his pocket protector and sticking up his, trying to fix his glasses up his bridge. He sounds more like the nerd that he does cool science, he does cool robot stuff in the robotics club or got on or is the guy who somehow brings in steam games and plays them on the school computers without leaving a trace.
0: And I and I do think that that a lot of that comes from the fact that before he was Donatello, he was Brainy Smurf. So he kind of has a history of playing like smart, smarty animated characters.
1: Which is really funny because he plays Jake Razor Clawson in SWAT Cats, where he's radical. He also plays Bebop. Did you snort on purpose? Yes.
0: I, I know he's a pig, but... Oh. Warthog. <laughs> it's Warthog. Same difference. Same difference. <laughs> Tell that to Pumbaa. I'm sure he'd say this... I'm glad that you brought up Razor, because it's like... After seeing that like Rob Paulson, who voiced Raphael in the 87 version, seeing that Rob Paulson is a great Donatello, as we'll see soon enough in the 2012 version, it really made me wonder that... Would things be better if, in the 87 version, Rob Paulson and Barry Gordon like switched roles? Because you see him in SWAT Cats as Razor... And I think that because of that, it proves that Barry Gordon could have easily done the cool but rude kind of
1: personality. Oh, definitely. Especially because also his practice with Bebop. Well, yeah, well, Rocksteady sounds like the bubbling idiot of the two. Bebop sounds like the one that acts too soon. I mean, they're both dunderheads, but one keeps the other in line.
0: You should see them in the 2012 version. They're actually pretty awesome.
1: Well, yeah, because they don't have to play to the 1980s, Archie Comics-style, cartoony zaniness.
0: Yeah, they actually have skill and ability.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, like, before they were mutated, they weren't just some biker thugs. One one was an arms trailer, and in one rendition of Rocksteady, he was an arms He was a fucking arms dealer. Yeah,
0: and the one that we have in the 2012 version, like, turns invisible. He's kind of like a Michael Jackson kind of thing. He fights through dancing, so hey, there's a comparison to Spike Spiegel or something like that. Be
1: like water.
0: Although I have to say though about Barry Gordon, though, is that it really does show that like it it's a real balance to do this voice because you go to see the crossover between the 87 and the 2012 version, where he reprises his role as Donatello and he sounds kinda worse. I mean, he's more he's more high-pitched and it's a lot more annoying. Of course I have to cut up some slash. Some slack because he didn't do the voice in like fifteen years.
1: Yeah, so one would lose bite one would fall off the bicycle and kind of forget. Exactly. Although granted, like
0: at least Barry Gordon had skill to start, unlike the replacement of him,
1: Greg Berg. I just built a gamma ray sonar tracker. It'll help us keep tabs on the Technodrome's movement.
0: Uh a replacement of Donatello in like six episodes. And Bebop, thank you, in like six episodes. It's just, it's not, it's, it's just not as, like, it's just, the problem is that he's not confident, and you can hear it, you know? He sounds scared to try to do the voice, you know? He doesn't
1: have the heart or the oomph that Barry shows in his professionalism.
0: Yeah, it, and it's like, being more nerdy and sounding more neurotic and scared does not make a good voice, you know? It has to actually... Sound good to the ear, which Barry Gordon does fine.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like I feel like that Donatello as a character is great because, despite him being a nerd and especially being a mutant turtle who's taken out of society, he is incredibly comfortable with what he is. Especially since he's the smart one among his brothers already, so he's got two le- two layers of being strange in society, and it's just something to help the nerds latch onto it, just like, yeah, if this guy could be confident in his own skin while having green skin, then why can't I? And he does kung fu and he kicks butt.
1: Exactly. And the thing about Donatello is, while he is a nerd, he's not antisocial. He's actually very friendly, which is a yeah. good stereotype for nerds. Donnie in the 1987 was very positive stereotype for, for nerd characters, for nerd people even.
0: I was because gonna say that like
1: compared to like the when when the whole big nerd culture happened in the fifties, it's because they were the antithesis to the greasers. Point De- the, the, the the fucking point dexter geeks, the antisocial bad acne fumbles on words, always sounds whiny.
0: I'm so glad that you brought up nerd culture in this, because as that's what I put in my notes for Barry Gordon too, and it's because it's like he had to come up with this voice. During a time when the nerd stereotype was run running wild, and like the voice, like
1: mm-hmm, my formula, <laughs> mm, my formula, or a fucking Rick, Rick Moranis in um uh, Rick Moranis and Ghostbusters, rather than Rick Moranis and uh, Taylor uh, in in um uh, Flower Shop of Horrors,
0: Rick Moranis in Rick Moranis and Ghostbusters. That not like a terrible sequel to to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Even in that, even Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Even though he was a big nerd, he was still confident in his ability. And once he found out, hey, my invention works. This is cool. Wait a minute. I shrunk the kids. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not Barry Gordon or Greg Berg, Rick (laughs) Moranis.
1: Don't you know he's the best turtle? (laughs) I could actually see Rick Moranis playing one of the turtles and like, a goofy live-action, like, Broadway play thing. I love that we completely sidetracked
0: Greg Burke to go back to Barry Gordon and then Rick Moranis. He's so forgettable as Donatello. But I do agree with you. Rick Moranis would have been a great celebrity to play Donatello, but instead, we got something completely different with Corey Feldman in the 1990s
1: movies. Nice transition there, bud. Thank you. No way, Atomic Mouth. Gilgan was her main man. They'd be married and have six kids by now.
0: Okay, so the first thing I want to say before, like, I think everyone knows what Donatello is in these movies, so I'm just going to say one thing that I don't think anyone else has ever said. Yeah? Out of all the VAs that, we've do- that we talked about about all the turtles, Corey Feldman sounds the most like a reptile.
1: You're saying he does sound like a reptile? Yes. He does sound like a reptile. Corey Feldman, who who in voice acting has played, well, his most notorious and one of my favorite roles of his, Sparks from Super Robo Monkey Team Hyperforce Go. Wow. SPRX77. I'm surprised that we would uh, ever have to bring that series up on the show. Can't wait to handle that in the future. Wink. I want to talk about it so bad. We could do an appreciation month. I mean, we are told, we have been talking about expanding our horizons with what we do with this podcast. I have big plans for this thing once it actually hits off the ground. Eh, even at that, it's a passion project. Oh yeah. Speaking of passion project, you could definitely tell Corey Feldman had a lot of fun voicing Donatello in this.
0: He is having a lot of fun.
1: Um, all four, <laughs> all four of the turtles sounded like they were having fun when they were playing their characters. And that's what really? I like about the live-action movies. Even the third one, which might have which might which is contending with the first one for being my favorite, out of how fucking goofy Corey Feldman gets to be in the third movie.
0: Okay, now that we're up to that point, so a YouTuber who I love named Endless Jess brought this up in an interview that he had, and that you know the AVGN review of Turtles 3, right? Yeah. Well, and like that part where like he's putting up like the top ten dumbest lines in this movie, like the it's a Legorama, shwing. wing <laughs> and and my personal favorite, I love stuff. I love stuff. <laughs> the <laughs> thing that all. AVGN did not pick up on that Endless Just did is that all of those lines were Donatello.
1: Donatello, who's supposed to be the smart one, the one saying the dumb fucking shit. And I think that's... I don't even think that was... I don't even think that was fucking on script. I think that was just Corey Feldman fucking around, because Corey Feldman's known to be a very funny guy.
0: I can see that, but also it's that these movies don't really have a point for him to be, be in these movies. You know, he's the guy who does Machines. There wasn't a lot in the movie for him to do that involved technology. Other
1: than than explaining the intricities of the ancient artifact. Well, that's a
0: given anyway. But I guess the way that the writers compensated this is just to make him sound fucking insane. And it's not just him.
1: Michelangelo also spouts some fucking... No, well, well, no,
0: not on the level that Donatello does. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: Donatello sounds like, like that one kid who's trying to fit in, so he just says something outlandish. I think Robot Chicken made a funny joke about it. It was a skit, and they had Corey Feldman voicing one of the, one, one of the turtles, and it's like, focus. One of these turtles, one of them is voiced by Corey Feldman. And <laughs> it's like, cowabunga. Reaganomics! And then it goes it was go it was Corey Feldman going on a long detailed speech about something I don't I don't even fucking remember. He just fucking cuts off Cory Feldman's head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, Fuck you, Slice! Overall, Corey Feldman made Turtles 3 for me. I fucking loved it.
1: It it, it was just way too good.
0: And then before that, Turtles 2 happened and Adam Carroll existed. Past returns. I knew he'd find something special. Not really much to say on him. He has one line in the movie that's worth a damn. I don't know why Corey Feldman, like, didn't come back to do this one. Maybe it's because, hey, hey guys, I'm Donatello. He needed, like, a year to, like, rest up his voice because it was just fucking destroying his throat. I don't fucking know. But they got this guy who managed to get one funny line up. And that's the part where Donatello's fucking pushing the toy. And he's like, y- yeah, y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Adam. You got one line in, but it does not match Corey Feldman. Can we move on? Yep. Also, Turtles 2 was the most uninteresting one of the trilogy.
1: Which is surprising because it introduced two really good characters that really didn't get touched up upon. One is Vanilla Ice, <laughs> Razor and his companion. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice.
0: Yeah, they just like sit in like Vanilla Ice's crib and just like smoking weed and stuff like that. It's it's a good time. Like now that Vanilla Ice is irrelevant, like Razor just like like crashes on in his basement just. And Vanilla Ice is just like, oh, fucking, just get a job. And, and Rezar is just like sitting there just
1: like, <laughs>
0: What was I talking about?
1: We were talking about the second Turtle movie. I think. Oh,
0: yeah, who cares? Okay, 2003.
1: Another great actor fills the shoes of our, of our purple Let's boy. Let's
0: fast forward to Turtles 2003. ha <laughs> ha.
1: I actually liked that season.
0: I'm not saying I didn't like it. It's the turtles in the future. How can you not like that?
1: The With a guest star from Sonic X. That's raised some shell. And I was under the impression that this battle armor was for your self-defense out in the big bad world of 2105.
0: So, Sam Riegel's done a lot of anime and stuff like that. Um,
1: Sam Riegel yeah. is one of my favorite voice actors, actually.
0: Like... He's he's done a lot of anime, but whenever he does something for a real cartoon, it's fucking
1: great. I really really like him in everything, in practically everything that he does. He just has so many things that I just love. Like he's Donald from Fire Emblem Awakening. He's Gaspard from Dot Hack G U. Uh,
0: and like he has to. Here. He's bring Teddy from Dynamite Persona Four. Over to-
1: It will only take three hours. Rex Raptor, Tristan Taylor. You you, you can't just... Just so many. It's like, take all of these fucking... Take all these fucking actors. Or all these fucking roles. Just have them. I don't know what to do with them. Even in Naruto, he plays my favorite character, Shino Aburame. Which Which is one of the many characters who is extremely underutilized. Who is actually really fucking broken when you look at it. Yeah. But that's not what this voice cast is about.
0: Yeah, it's about his voice not being horribly interesting, in my opinion. I like Donatello's voice. Don't get me wrong, he does a good job, but it's just like... We're kind of into a little bit of a strange phase with Donatello, where it's like, maybe to counteract the bizarredness of Corey Feldman, I don't fucking know. But this and the 2007 movie, Donatello... Just, his voice is not distinct.
1: I can kind of compare it to the four stages of high school. Michelangelo being the freshman, Raphael being the sophomore, Donatello being the junior, and Leonardo being the senior. Michelangelo being the freshman, you know, I'm fresh into high school, I finally made it, I'm like on TV. Sophomore year, wow, I really need to... Uh, I, I don't feel I represented myself very well. I got to stand out. I got to be bold. I got to be in people's faces in in that cringy sophomore year of leaving an impression on your peers. And then junior year is, oh, shit, oh, shit. I'm about to graduate. I got to put in the work now. And then later on, it's, huh, I've been through everything that I can with with high school. I'm about to move on to my next stage in life. I have become at peace with my high school performance.
0: That is not the way that I would put... First of, first of all, my high school experience is completely different. It started with laziness and crying. Meh, meh for sophomore and junior year. And senior year was just straight up depression.
1: Depression for me was freshman year to senior year. And a little I'm, bit I'm, ahead I'm, and behind that, huh? I'm more talking about I, I I'm more talking about what each stage is supposed to represent, not what we personally went through. Because again, I, I I know that there but, are many outliers in 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 that statement.
0: But I don't think that that works too. I I don't know. It's it's just like a lot of times it just like sounds like Leonardo. It's it, it's not the most interesting Donatello voice you have to admit, you know it's
1: a solid voice.
0: It's a solid voice, don't get me wrong, but like it's inoffensive, but it's just kind of really average to me, but it doesn't hold a fucking candle to boredom, like like Mitchell Whitfield in two thousand seven movie.
1: Hmm, if you ask me, guys, this has winter's name written all over it
0: Cause at least at least. Donatello in the 2003 had fucking roles to do. Oh yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, he had a damn good presence and was good at what he did. That's a fact, Jack. It was also a really good evolution of his character because beforehand, Donatello really had the least development of the Turtles.
0: Is it really hard to just like write... Fuck it. This is the worst rendition of Donatello because he has literally nothing to do. I don't remember him in the fucking movie. In
1: 2007? Yeah. Yeah. Really no fighting it there. I mean, you can make a joke about him sounding robotic. He probably is, because he plays a bunch of robot. He plays a couple robots in Transformers, robots in disguise.
0: <laughs> um, He was Humpty Dumpty in a thing, so I guess he really cracked under the pressure.
1: And he was a bunch of unimpressive people in Korra. So an unimpressive person in an unimpressive uh, series.
0: The voice actor with the least experience in this movie, for among the Turtles, all the other side characters are shit. And it shows. Um, It definitely uh, shows. it, It
1: wholly shows.
0: It would take nearly 20 fucking years for... Them to make a Turtles movie where Donatello actually does machines and it's useful to the fucking plot. And once again, we're going to be praising Turtles forever, where the 87 version is voiced by Anthony Salerno. Okay, guys, here's everything we'll need to take down the Technodrome.
1: Exploding throwing stars, anti-Technodrome roller skates, SPF 1000 sunblock. Anthony Salerno, another 4Kids actor. For a while, he played Rex Raptor, but he's more well-known for playing Chaz Princeton from Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. He also has the misfortune of playing a character named Lenny in Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, mm-hmm. which I think that's supposed to be uh, them trying to Americanize the name, but that's really getting the shin end of the draw when your proud Japanese name gets translated to Lenny.
0: No, no, you're, you're missing his, his most iconic role. He was... Chip, the mascot character in Sonic Unleashed. You mean the Chip? Yes, that's right.
1: But yeah, Anthony Salerno, really good Donnie.
0: He does good. He does, he does a good Donnie, but it's not surpassing. He's not cop- he's, Barry Gordon.
1: He sounds like Barry Gordon, but he's not trying to copy Barry Gordon. If that makes sense.
0: No it it sounds a it sounds a little bit more robust. There's there's a little bit more to it i I have to say, but unlike the eighty unlike the eighty seven version of Raphael in this movie who was trying to be Rob Paulson, but doing it better because Rob Paulson really had nothing to work on, nothing to work on. Thank you here, like Barry Gordon does such a good job that Anthony Salerno just
1: just imitates it and he does fine, and then we get to our Mirage Turtle representative, Christopher C. Abrams. What's with the multicolored headband? Another four kids actor who did play, who was prevalent in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beforehand. He played Cody Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fast Forward, which was the season two. Uh, you know, it
0: always it always baffles me that like the the two thousand the two thousand three version lasted for a strangely long time until it eventually like fizzled out.
1: Well, yeah, because other people were interested in playing Turtles. And four kids going debunk. Yeah. But then not going debunk. Just moved platforms.
0: So, the 2003 version, like, their mask, like, they don't show, like, pupils in that show. Um, and that's not what's weird to me. What's weird is that, like, at the the last season, I think it's, like, Back to the Sewers or something, they started, like, showing, like, pupils and eyes again and that's kind of just like i don't like these designs click I, off and yeah I, cluck off there's there's something about it that like weirds me out cuz it's the only see it's the only series that does that does that where it's like it's always they always just like don't show their pupils because of the mask
1: um if you kind of like the domino mask kind of like the domino mask aesthetic for batman and um robin their pupils never show in their masks because there's some sort of film over it, which reflects light, which is why it glows, I think. Does it? Yeah. Um, so there's science mind. to that. There's science to that. I promise you there is science because this is a <laughs> science episode with the science boy.
0: Quick, say an equation right now.
1: You plus me equals stalling for time. Hey! hey, hey. (laughs) I'll be here all night.
0: Alright, um, just... I'm gonna go for like ten minutes then.
1: Uh, Donatello... Mirage. Not... Not really much to do there. He didn't get that many lines. Very to his own, but overall... I guess it works for the edgier Donatello, which in his iteration of the comics... He was very to himself. Regardless, he didn't really care about getting better, other than improving on his technology. Which him only him being the only one that likes technology really only cared for himself. Which is why he p- was put off with Leonardo because Leonardo was also very to himself. So just be two people leaving each other alone. All right, I'm back. I realize that I still have this
0: podcast to do, and I'm not leaving you hanging because I love you. Um. Also, stands-
1: also, kind of it, his, his, kind of his role playing Crow Hogan from Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds kind of shows.
0: The fuck? I can't believe you watched that anyway. What? 5Ds. I don't Yu-Gi-Oh. know anyone who watched that fucking show.
1: I like 5Ds, because it has our favorite Australian motorcycle riding duelist.
0: <laughs> really? O- only the one?
1: Well... There's only one Australian motorcycle-riding duelist.
0: I can't say anything about it. People give me shit for liking GX.
1: Game on, get your game on. Come on, you gotta play your cards right. Game on, get your game on. Come on, that GX was fucking lit. All of a
0: sudden, I agree with all of them.
1: (laughs) I, 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 Honestly, Yu-Gi-Oh's was good until Zexal. We are we are
0: going way too fucking far off topic. I have something quick to say about Christopher Adams. Christopher Adams, go ahead. He stands out the most by not having an edge voice at all.
1: Yeah, he sounds like a normal dude because compared to that's
0: really all I have to say. (laughs) Did you ever watch? Did you didn't you didn't watch like the 2012 crossover specials, right? Okay, then you might like this bit, is that, like, they actually do have to travel to a Mirage dimension, right? Huh. But, but, the Mirage Turtles don't talk. They're animate. they don't speak at all, and they're animated like a motion comic. That's hilarious. It's really funny, because it's like... Cause it's like Donatello and little Donatello like traveled to this place and they're being like stalked by them to like go to get the special McGuffin, whatever. And like the Donnies interact with the environment by just like going down fire escapes and stuff like that. And you just see the fucking Barrage Turtles just like on a separate le- editing layer just moving down over the fire escape. <laughs> And then, and then when Do- the Donnies get the MacGuffin and they exit out, then it fucking the turtle, the Mirage Turtles are all together, and and their expression changes from serious to a dissolve into a oh kind of face.
1: That's so dumb. It's so great.
0: Oh Speaking of god! So
1: great we we'll are move on and to 2012, where Rob Paulson gets a second chance at playing a turtle, and he plays it pretty good. Nothing yet. Trust me, guys. They're going to break into that lab tonight. I have reliable intel. She's not my girlfriend, Mikey. She's a girl who's a friend whose dad got kidnapped by the same aliens who are going to break into that lab, and we're going to stop them.
0: Ideal
1: fucking casting. Which is funny. He failed as the turtle he was given.
0: I wouldn't say fail. He just wasn't as good. It just took a good 30 years for him to realize, oh, fuck, Rob Paulson would be great as Donatello and not fucking Raphael.
1: That actually kind of makes me want to hear Barry Gordon's attempt at Raphael, see if it would be any different, considering Barry Gordon's got some good range on him. I agree.
0: Um, hey, if I have, I'm ever at a convention, I'll Friggin' doing it all recorded and send it to you, buddy. Woo. Of course you're in New York, you actually have a place where voice actors would actually
1: congregate to. Not as often as you would think. Compared to Florida? Actually, yeah, surprisingly, yeah. Uh, we get the same fucking people every time, and I'm not spending money for and I'm not I'm not humoring Comic Con on their bullshit.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. I still wish we could have gone, but then like their fucking ticket. Hey guys, I just, you had
1: to pay for individual days. they are just like fuck off. Oh no! Now it's back, and it's nearly two hundred dollars for a four-day. What four the day. fuck? Yeah.
0: Oh my god. They're so far up their own asses. I swear to God.
1: Because desperate nerds will fucking shell out money to go be to go be social, or you know what Comic Con has turned into. And it's literally a public event for fucking everyone, so fucking everyone goes. Like one per, I I went to a Comic Con once, and he did not know anything. Like he was in the anime section because in one year, okay, they used to have Anime Next and Comic Con. One used to claim the upstairs, one used to claim the downstairs. Then they merged them together. The entire back row of the convention center was the anime section.
0: And was this one of those friends that you had that was just like, oh, Sword Art Online is cool, and that's it. This was
1: before Sword Art Online, actually. No, it was this one guy only came for the Star Trek booth. Only for the Star Trek booth because he didn't like anything else. Man wandered around in the anime section for 90 <laughs> what minutes. Is, what is <laughs> 90 <laughs> what is minutes this? wondering what the fuck is going on ask you hey, what are you from he went up to a fucking he went up to a fucking pokemon cosplay group he was like what are you guys even from how do, how, how is this a comic con thing in
0: in a way it's just like the purest form of a comic con attendee but i just imagine just like <laughs> just fucking just like captain's log star date the Year of the Tiger. I'm surrounded in a strange land with giant eyes and fat neck-bearded faggots that smell like Cheetos. And this isn't the cool kind of fat or like William F- Shatner. Or, 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 or this is not worse. the cool kind of fat. I am in a terrible land. Someone please save me. I will contact my mom to have her pick me up as soon as I can. To beam me up. Beam me up, mommy. Beam me up. Here,
1: or on the other side of things with cosplayers, literally people don't. Some people cosplay things either. That's so fucking basic, bitch, that anyone can fucking do it. But it's mainly to show off their fucking cell cellul cellulite ass bodies, or or people or people just cosplaying because hey, I could promote my fucking I I could promote my my personal Snapchat, you know. Get, get these loser nerds fucking, the, the, the most laziest of cosplays just to get their little fucking nerd boners off to, to make an instant like fucking $100,000 or so.
0: I knew a fucking guy just a raging autist. Like, some of you guys online might know him as A-Log. I actually knew this motherfucker in real life, just a friend of a friend and we all fucking hated him. He was an annoying sack of shit. But like, there's a fucking YouTube playlist of of this dude doing cringy shit. And one of them was him harassing a Haruhi cosplayer. Oh, God. It was literally... The whole interview went like... First of all, he was doing like a fucking like, news reporting thing. He had a microphone at this convention, like... Awkwardly interviewing like whatever cosplayers that he could see. And he was like... Like, hi, what are you dressed as? I'm dressed as Haruhi Suzumia. Okay, where from? Uh... Harahi Suzumia. I know that there's a special dance that's involve- involved. Can you do that da- She f- he fucking forced a cos- cosplay chick to do a fucking dance in front of him for the camera and she was clearly uncomfortable.
1: Well, yeah. It takes actual practice to the Harahara Yukai. That's that's the name of it, right? That's it. Yeah. Um also it's not good with one person doing it It has to be a fucking three to five person group I don't it's think not you're... good when it's alone
0: I think you're missing the fours for the trees
1: no no I'm also the, the essentially he was job of the Hutt making fucking the, <laughs> the fucking ala sakura ass slave dance for him you know that's
0: what we call our that's what we call that's what my family calls my aunt now
1: job of the hut yes. Are are you sure it's not Jabba the Hutsky? This <laughs> is Jabba the Hutman. I get it. Job Jabba,
0: Jabba the Hut. Jabba the Hutfield. The field of <laughs> huts.
1: The field of huts and dirty putts. <laughs> I
0: I want to see a place called Hutberg. Here in. Hutberg. So we were on Rob Paulson, right?
1: Yeah. And to transition to our weird entry, which we've done for all three.
0: I didn't talk about Rob Paulson yet.
1: Yes, we did. We said that he was a. No. This was the best role for him. I wasn't done yet. That it was the wrong. That he played the wrong turtle in the 1980s. He would have done much better as Donatello.
0: I just want to quickly say that, just like. It's like. Well, first of all, it's Rob Paulson doing a voice. Out of all the Turtles in this series, I feel like that his voice sticks out the most compared to all the other Turtles. I I know that there has to be some kind of disconnect. Like, I have to know that, like, oh, hey, it's a voice actor doing it because now I'm an adult and I can rationalize this shit. But out of all of them, I look at Greg Sipes as Michelangelo and I can still kind of mentalize the idea of like, oh, hey, it's still Michelangelo. With Rob Paulson, I still just hear, oh, it's Rob Paulson playing Donatello,
1: you know? It's Rob Paulson being Rob Paulson.
0: Yeah, although granted, I love this version of Donatello. Like, after a very annoying lull of just like, a, who the, uh, what, just Donatello having no personality. Donatello has had a weird fucking arc throughout his life going from just like, it's like, meh, he's just kind of part of the team, to being fucking insane, to having just like that, that awkward, that kind of time, time where just like you're off the coke, and you're just like, and you're just like, whatever, I don't have a personality, and now he's on a fucking rise again, of being more eccentric than ever before, and that's fucking heightened by the 2018 version of Donatello in Rise of the Ninja Turtles, voiced by Josh Brenner, Fuck you, how was that transition?
1: Ah, uh, you forgot what I was trying to go over. Yonan Vasquez.
0: Uh, you <laughs> you, ah. you ruined my momentum for the- Okay. Ah. Raph challenged me to a fight to prove me and my inventions wouldn't be enough to save me from his- uh, Okay, then how do we settle this?
1: Eric Bowser, everyone. Fucking hate you sometimes.
0: I fucking hate you.
1: The feeling is mutual. I'm... Uh... You know... Eric Bowser! He's been in a lot more than you think.
0: Yeah, this dude fucking exploded in the past few years, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. And no, no question about it, he's
1: great. Like... Like, he also played a majority of the cast for El Tigre, which I love. Another one
0: that we have to go over again.
1: Oh, definitely. Um. Another appreciation month, if you will.
0: This dude is so fucking good at just, like, impression and just hiding his voice. I'm like, 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 I remember just, like, seeing him and it's just like, where the fuck did this guy come from? He's been doing it since he was he was the black version of poof and fairly odd parents and ever since then his
1: fucking career skyrocketed which is funny because he also played leonardo in a diff in the brandon almond tmnt attempt
0: i wouldn't be surprised if at any point he
1: voiced literally all the turtles in different renditions i wouldn't be surprised which is funny because the donatello in the brandon almond was dubbed by scott menville but I we didn't watch to... that, so we're not covering it. I, don't I just know how wanted to, feel to mention about that. Scott Menville. Scott Menville, everyone! Scott Menville. Great guy. And now, getting off the rise of Eric Bowes' career, we'll do Rise of the Ninja Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Josh Brenner.
0: Yeah, I give that transition like a C.
1: At least I stayed on track.
0: What, you fucking. De- you're the one who derailed me! <laughs> Fuck you!
1: <laughs> did I yes did I really?
0: you're the one who started the comic con shit and then you were just like wait wait we have to talk about this short without even actually talking about Donatello in that short itself we, we've been backtracking to m- okay Josh Brenner and Rise
1: oh, based on our velocity and entry angle I concur <laughs> we are just typical normal humans who got lost in the middle of our normal everyday human lives nailed it You do not intimidate us, with or without your fake nerd voices. That was actually my real voice. But you better get intimidated, because we're like nothing you've ever seen. What's wrong with my voice? We agreed to reserve a hoi for ship-based adventures, pal, please. I like him as Donnie. He, he, He does a good job. I just don't like that they make Donnie look like a fucking idiot. How do they make him look like an idiot? I don't know. It's the stupid shit eating grin, the weird, the 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 always staring off somewhere. Some of the dumb shit he says, like he like it. It's, it, it Corey Feldman was funny when he was trying to scramble together fucking sciency words when he did have to play sciency Donatello.
0: I think Josh Brenner's funny.
1: I think he's funny, but overall an underwhelming Donatello for me. Then again, I only got past one and a half episodes.
0: In, like, a month, you couldn't... Whatever. You know what? You know, like... No! I have a bit more to say. Um, Rob, besides just like, oh, Rise is terrible because it's... Bleh. I mean, I physically cannot watch it. <laughs> yeah, you will die. It's the Ark of the Covenant in cartoon form.
1: Uh, no. More of it upsets my eyes and gives me headaches.
0: Touche. Um, like I said, Rob Paulson isn't... In- eccentric Donatello. This is a fucking eccentric Donatello.
1: Yeah, he flexes his nerd bone based on the clips I'm getting from beyond the voice actor. He just flexes the brain boner.
0: Yeah, and it's just like kind of a technophile too. He's just like a you know the you know the type. It's just like the calling like his machine's babies and just like I'll never let you go and blah blah blah. I don't hate him. Like I should be annoyed, but I'm not. I like Josh Brenner's voice. I think that for what it is, it's still, I think it's still kind of pleasant. It's, it's a, it's a good, I wouldn't say pleasant, but it is a pleasant surprise, at least. Kind of a Mary Sue, in a way? Because it's like,
1: he has an answer for everything. He
0: he has an answer for everything. He's a smart one. You watch the first episode where he's kind of the one who does most of the capable fighting with his fucking rocket staff, which is still kind of cool always has the right thing to say, and it's just... It's kind of debatable, but it's just, like... It really... I think I talked about this before, but it's just, like, a lot of, like, the shit that's, like, put on... I think Rav and Mikey are fine in this show, but Donatello has so much personality that Leonardo has literally nothing to do. Like, what can you (laughs) say about Leonardo in this show? Fucking Rav's the leader, and fucking Donatello... Like at least like, like Don tell defined as the funny guy, but at least Michelangelo, who's always kind of known as the funny guy, clearly still has this kind of an eccentric gay artist personality going on, that's still kind of charming and cute. But it's like there's nothing for Lee. Literally, all that he has is just those like fucking red stripes on his eyes. Which, well, what what kind of animal are? What kind of like turtle are they trying to go for with leonardo uh i think that's a box turtle okay
1: i might be wrong Yep, that's the box turtle all right that's
0: there you go he's a it's perfectly fitting like they they officially put leonardo in a fucking box so they made him a box turtle
1: oh no wait never mind he's the red-eared slider red-eared slider
0: Well, the fucking writers just, like, slid past giving Leonardo a personality. If you fucking find out that it's another type of turtle to make me do another stupid pun, I will go over there and I will fucking punch you in the soul.
1: So, um, what are your choices? Um, worst would have to be Greg Berg. Weirdest, Corey Feldman. Favorite, Rob Paulson.
0: Okay. Okay. My favorite is Corey Feldman. My worst is Corey Feldman. And my weirdest is Corey Feldman. You like Corey
1: Feldman, hate Corey Feldman, and think Corey Feldman's weird.
0: Corey Feldman is the encapsulation of everything that I want in a character. I'm totally joking. (laughs) 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 Uh, My favorite? You know what? I'm gonna have to go with Barry Gordon. That's... That's a...
1: That's a good favorite.
0: My worst is Mitchell Whitfield. And the weirdest is... Actually, yeah, I
1: changed my worst to Mitchfield.
0: And the weirdest is probably Brenner. No, no, no. My weirdest is Corey Feldman. I I have to keep him on my list somewhere. He's a fucking god among men. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our turtle month. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope we didn't do this too fucking early, considering that we have no audience. Please come. We are talented people, but you can be the judge of that yourself. I want to keep this discussion going, so please tell me what's your best, worst... Keep the party going, keep
1: the party going, keep the pizza party going.
0: By putting in the comments, your best, worst, and weirdest turtle, who is Donatello. Like us on Facebook to follow what we're doing and when posts are going to be. Um... See you guys next um, week when we do something completely different.
1: See you later, guys.
0: Goodbye. Gungala,
1: goongala. Goongala,
0: goongala. goongala.